Full disclosure, this episode is about full disclosure. The seller's disclosure of your home sale, that is. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about for sale by owner and what things you have to disclose to your potential buyer. That'll be in this episode of the Fisbo Smarts podcast. I'll be going over that, talking about reports that you really, well, some of them you are required to give by law, but other things that you should just disclose just as being a good home seller. And I'll give you ideas of just a few of the things that you should disclose to the potential purchaser of your home. Now, last month, I also talked about the recession and what kinds of things you should be thinking about when selling your home. And we'll get into that as well. I'll talk about that at the first portion of this uh, this podcast episode, just to give you an idea of just the marketplace and what we should be aware of, especially in these uncertain times. And that's coming up in this episode 43 of the Fisbo Smarts podcast. Roll the intro. Hi, this is Steve Klein with the Fisbo Smarts podcast, bringing you the best tips, tools, and techniques for sale by owner as it relates to real estate that you own an investment property or your personal home or residence so that you can learn techniques that can save you literally tens of thousands of dollars on your next home sale and allow you to become FISBO smart. So last month we talked about the recession and here it is July already. And you know, things are still kind of shaky. I mean, there's some markets that are rebounding. Um, Other markets are, are still declining. And this is going to be this is going to be for a while. I mean, my my uh, gut estimation, if I had to be an estimator of the economy, which I am not, by the way, I'm not an economist, but uh, it does seem like there's a lot of volatility in the marketplace right now. And some of the things that I cover, or the some of the things I follow rather uh, on the market, all indications are that we could be in for a recession for the next six months to even a year or more. So we just kind of have to. As they, as the saying goes, batten down the hatches, so to speak. I mean, if we're trying to weather the storm, we have to do the best thing we can with what we have, right? So a lot of times we have our intelligence, we have our uh, our talents, we have what we well, what we have in our hand. We have our savings. You know, a lot of times they say when markets go up and down, uh, that cash is king, and that might be really true. But also your real estate investments. Uh, while some of them might even be going down in in value, they're still your number one investment, right? I mean, you've paid a lot of money into it. And it's in these times that for sale by owner really does make sense. Because after all, if you're losing valuation in your house, then you want to save every last penny you can, especially uh, when you would use to pay, like say, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, maybe even $50,000 on a real estate agent's commission fees. A lot of times when the market goes south, you want to save as much of that as possible. After all, if your equity is shrinking in your house, like if your if your value uh, evaluation of, of your house went up to say 600, 650,000, but now it's back down to say 300,000. Well, I know it's probably hasn't gone down that fast, but you get what I mean. If it's gone down that much, well, the equity that you had there is shrinking, right? You want to expand that or grow that in any way you can. And if it means selling your house for sale by owner, then why not, right? 
but we'll see the volatility in my in my estimation and and I've talked to a few um I have a financial advisor and I've also talked to a few people that are in the know in the stock market in the uh, equities the indexes and also some of the mutual funds out there and what I've what I found is that as the stock market is volatile usually um bonds will go up in value and the future of those bonds are are starting to be uh, undervalued too, which means that we're, we're actually seeing this, some of the stocks go down and the bond market go down. But this is, I think this is expected when you dump that much cash, like we've seen in, in the US. I mean, they've dumped so much cash in the barrel, so to speak, in, in the US that anytime you do that, you're, you're basically, uh, you could have the potential of undervaluing your dollar, right? Cause, when you when you're putting that much free cash that no one actually earned or made as part of the economy uh, sometimes it has to be reckoned with and 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 that's why we're seeing a lot of inflation too so without getting into too much of the ec- economics of things just know that selling your home for sale by owner really does make sense right now in the marketplace and it might make more sense as we go through this year so just keep that in mind and by the way if you have any need for resources on that I've got a great uh, home seller starter course that's out on our website at fisbosmarts.com. There's a link there that you can get, and then you can get access to that. Uh, it's really uh, inexpensive. I think it's like, well, right now as I'm recording this, I think we have it at $27. That might go up in the, in the future. Uh, and then we have a full-blown course. That's the uh, digital home seller course, the, the, the full-blown kind of our flagship program. And uh, a lot of people have really liked that. And it's a it's a complete comprehensive course on how you can sell your home for sale by owner. Uh, right now, I think I've we've we're discounting that still through the summer uh, to the launch price, which is about I think it's four ninety seven. That'll go back up to nine ninety seven, uh, and we might we might end up depending on how the economy goes, we might leave that there that price till the end of the year. But right now, it's going to be through the summer, so you can get at that uh, at fisbosmartcourse.com. And the uh, the starter course, which is actually in the form of a webinar, it's uh, twenty seven dollars still. Yes, I just checked that, and you can get that. You can get there by going to fisbo so f s b o smart and uh, you can you can be taken there. And and I really, uh, you know, I really suggest doing that because right now is the time to get educated. Because what else do you have to lose, right? I mean. Hopefully you don't have any more stock values, but you get what I mean. Also, if you want to get the checklist, we have the free checklist there as well on our on our site, uh, fisbosmarts.com. So let's get into this episode, which is about disclosure, specifically seller's disclosure. So I said at the beginning that we we're taking a look at disclosures today. Well, Steve, you may ask, why is this important anyway? I mean, what is this all about? Disclosure. How, what do I have to disclose to potential purchasers? Well, the answer to why is we want to be transparent. Transparency and honesty is always the golden rule. Well, the actual golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But honesty, as you know, is is a start of that. It's a start of achieving that process. You are showing a level of integrity with your buyer and a level of trust. This is so that they can and they should trust you. This is where you're growing in relationship where they can realize that they can and they actually should trust you because what you're saying to them is true. Transparency is a byproduct of being honest and people can sense it if you're lying to them. So don't. 
Honesty is the best policy, and when selling your home, it should be the only policy. So what are some of the things that we need to disclose when selling a property for sale? And this is coming down to some of the legalities, and I'm not, and I'm going to, here, I'm going to preface this, I am not an attorney, nor am I a real estate agent, but these are just some of the tips that I've learned in selling my own homes for sale by owner, and hopefully they can help you. One, be transparent about your home maintenance and repairs. If something is needed for a repair, be sure to be honest. If you've just finished doing repairs or a big renovation, such as a new roof, well, that's important to disclose as well. You can showcase the positives as well as those things that need improvement. That way that you're putting your best foot forward. And while putting your best foot forward, you'll also be pointing out what your potential buyer may be in for if they decide to buy your home. Which leads me to my second issue, which is number two, neighborhood issues. Now, your potential seller should know the crime in your area by doing a local police report, which are normally public knowledge. They're a matter of of public record, actually. So what I mean by the neighborhood issues is are they're the things that you may not think about, but they may be thinking about or may be an issue with them. Uh, Maybe it's a heavy traffic in your street or uh, like during the peak days, things would be really noisy. They may want to know that. Now, most of these things don't have to be disclosed at all. I mean, you can disclose what you choose to disclose, but some of them you definitely need to know. And some of those things, they could actually come back to bite you later on. If the seller comes back, for example, and says, well, the buyer never told me about this and they were keeping it from me. So that goes back to the the honesty and transparency. You want to disclose as much as you can. And obviously, like I say, check with an attorney if you want to really know the intricacies about that. If there's something about your property that you're not sure about. But I can tell you firsthand disclosing everything is going to be your ultimate big win because you don't want a person if to buy your property if they if they didn't like everything about the property anyway or if they're trying to find a loophole out of it well you don't want those people anyway you want the people that are really excited about your home part of what we talk about in our home seller starter course is screening the people screening people when they look at your listing look at your ad look at your facebook page or look at your website they get an idea of the of the home by just looking at the photos, videos that you create. So there's that kind of thing. So now while most of these things don't need to be disclosed, you are more of being a good home seller by sharing with your buyer uh, or potential buyer that these things exist. But then again, you don't want to scare them off either by magnifying something that may end up being not a big issue to them after all. It could just be a perceived issue by you. And then if you perceive this issue as bigger than it is, causing them to think it's a bigger issue than it is. Well, you know, I can't get think of an example right now, but maybe, um, I don't know, like, uh, oh, this this window over here. Yeah, like maybe your front window is a little bit too big on this one side and this other side. It Like you did some work on this one window and it just didn't match. You know, they, they may like it. They may not have even noticed it. So it's those kind of little things that I, I'm, I'm talking about there. Now, some states, although very few, may require you to disclose neighborhood uh, nuisances. So if there's a nuisance or a uh, in the in the neighborhood, check with your local state laws regarding uh, neighborhood nu- uh, nuisances. Uh, there's a there might be a disclosure there. So number three, disclosing documents for homes built before 1976. So in most states, there's laws on the books that uh, actually I think this is almost all of the U.S. But it may only uh, 
there might be a few states that are that are left out of this. I, I I'm not sure, but check with your local state. But most states require this, and what it is is there's laws on the books so that homes that are being sold must have a disclosure statement. Now this report covers everything from flood zones. If you know if the home has asbestos or not, lead-based paint disclosure, if the home is on sewer or is it on a septic tank or even older than that, maybe they're on a cesspool. If the home has hardwood burning fireplace or fireplace insert. Now these documents are quite lengthy to fill out. Just want to warn you, in some cases, they're longer than the real estate earnest money purchasing agreement itself. Now, you can usually find these at your uh, local stationery store or your real estate stationery store in your uh, closest major city, or you can purchase them online. Get the ones that are specific to your area and state. And if you have a question, always contact an attorney. If you're trying to save money by saving, say, twenty to $30,000 on your home sale from a, a real estate agent commission fee, even if you pay five hundred to a thousand dollars for an attorney, that's still much cheaper than twenty thousand or more for a real estate agent commission. So, really, I really recommend checking that out. Now, when you do uh, contact an attorney, be careful because some of them will actually act as a real estate agent. If they see the dollar signs in their eyes, some of them will say, "Hey, I can sell that home for you." Yeah, sure. They can do that, but then you're going to give them a commission fee. So just be careful of that. Even though an attorney sounds great and it sounds like they'll represent you, make sure that they are representing your best interests. Now, in selling my properties, just a tip here, I like to have all of these uh, disclosures pre-filled out ahead of time. I fill them out way ahead of time so that, one, I won't forget when the buyer's right in front of me, I'll know everything that I needed to disclose and then all I need to do is sign and date the document right in front of them, walking them through each of the uh, things I'm disclosing as I'm talking with them. Now, even if you have a few of these pre-filled out ahead of time, and the, say, let's say the deal doesn't go through, well, then you'll have a backup in order for that, the next potential sale to go through. So don't stress about that too much. I always like to have three, four, maybe even five blank contracts ready on hand just in case one deal doesn't go through i have more as a backup all right and here's uh, the fourth thing that i have to disclose is hoa or homeowners association information now normally homeowners association information is disclosed in either the escrow signing process or during closing at some point at least that's what my experience has been but it's always good to point it out to the buyer as they're buying your home, because it's better to have them find out now instead of later. In fact, your lender at the bank may not move forward unless they have this information up front. So in one way or another, your buyer will figure this out. It's important to be upfront with them early on as possible so that they can make a a wise decision. Uh, This way, when your buyer, you know, let's just say they're going to escrow and then they go to their loan papers, they're not blindsided by this, by, by their bank saying, hey, did you know that this, uh, you know, this homeowners association, it's going to be a $50 or $100 more per month. And you might not have even thought about that as a big issue because you pay it annually or monthly. But it's a big deal for the home buyer because they don't even, even know of this. So for something that comes naturally to you, you may just want to just, just make sure that you're, again, upfront with everything. Even the things that you may take for granted, you may not even think of regularly. Start 
penciling it out. I always recommend getting like a spreadsheet or even just a simple piece of paper. Just write it out. This is what I pay for the house each month. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Finally, on this uh, fourth tip, I want to say if you're concerned about this being like a deal breaker, you can always share the positives about the HOA and what that HOA brings to your neighborhood and your community. I know a lot of people talk negative about HOAs, but there's a lot of positives. I mean, they help keep your values up. Uh, they make sure there's not some, you know, someone in your neighborhood that wants to paint their house pink polka dotted, you know, and just bring down all the property values around you. So there is some good benefits around it. That's just a few. Okay. And finally, number five, hazards. If you have any hazards in your land whatsoever, we're talking like uh, an oil leak. Let's just say you uh, you have an older property and the home used to have oil burning heat. Some of them did back in the 40s. Uh, they could have leaked out onto the ground and that could create a, uh, a kind of an environmental toxic or toxics that has to be revealed. Gas leaks, uh, dumping of hazardous chemicals, anything like this you want to disclose. You need to disclose that if you're going to sell the home. Not only is it the right thing to do, but it may be required by law. The Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA of the United States, uh, was set up for this. They work with HUD and also the Department of Environmental Quality, or DEQ, in many states who, and they work, uh, they work on similar issues, but they also work together on other issues. And basically, this is all around the public health, the health of people. So you really want to participate and make sure you're following that uh, those rules and regulations, just because it's not just for your own safety, but it's the safety of people around you and the people you're going to sell the home to. In many cases, the EPA may partner with the DEQ in order to facilitate the forms, research, soil testing, and sampling. The other thing to think about is if you believe that there has been any illegal dumping on your site or past dumping of, of oil or, or possibly uh, furnaces or anything like that, other hazardous waste, a home inspector may be able to give you some advice and referrals to companies in your local area that can clean up this type of thing and also do soil and sample testings like this. Air quality is also important. And some of the homes where you may live may have radon gas. And that's the invisible gas that you can't see, but it can be detected by certain instruments. You can actually get a simple test yourself and, and see if there's any radon gas in your home. And believe it or not, it's a really easy thing to mitigate now. They have a way of getting under the crawl space of a home and getting these fans that pretty much vent this stuff out into the fresh air. In fact, it's the old, older homes. A lot of them didn't have air conditioning, which is probably a good thing because that way they can open the windows and let fresh air in. And then, and a lot of that radon gas would escape. So in a way, that was actually a pretty good thing. But if you have a house that's older, they put a, a say a, a air conditioning upgrade or a, a, or a heat pump upgrade. Well, now all that air is being trapped in the house and it has nowhere to escape, especially if they're not opening up their windows. So that's where the radon gas and radon uh, detection would be very, uh, very important. In fact, a lot of home inspectors do this now as part of their home inspection. Not always, but uh, in fact, if you're buying a home, I would really recommend that to be done because then you can know if that has to be paid to to mitigate. And at the time, uh, it was around, I think the last home that we sold had to have one which we didn't even think there was any radon gas there, but there was because of the, uh, there was some 
it's, it has to do with the geographical location of the home, not 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 the year that the home was built, but it was under it's under the soil. If you can imagine that, there's like now I won't get into all the details of this, but to mitigate it, I think it was around. There was a company that mitigated it for like twelve hundred dollars, and we didn't do that. It was the new potential. It was our new buyers that did that, so we didn't even have to do that. So that was just I just want to point that out. That's a possibility. So anyway, that's it. Just to recap the, these five tips that I've given you today, the five things to disclose. One, be transparent about the maintenance and the repairs of your home. Two, if there's any neighborhood issues or nuisances, disclose them if you can. Three, disclose your documents for homes built before 1976. Four, homeowners association, the dues and fees and just what services do they provide? And five, hazards. Any hazardous waste or toxic chemicals that have been dumped on your site, it's important, very important to disclose those as well. Well, that's it. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you found value, make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. Share this episode out if you can. Or feel free to share any episode that's been of value to you. Again, if you need more information go to our website at fizbosmarts.com. Until next time, this is Steve Klein, as always, saying live life to the fullest and save thousands of dollars on your next home sale by doing for sale by owner. And we'll see you in the next episode.